What is going on, everyone? It has been a long hiatus, but we are back here at Bangkok Strange. My name is Dana. I'm your host. I'm American. Been living in Thailand about six-ish years or so. You know, I live here, work here, love here, do what I gotta do here. And as always, I am joined by my co-host. And I'm Woody. I'm Thai. Study abroad, and now I'm back. In Thailand once again. He's not from New Orleans, despite what everyone says based mm -hmm. on his accent. Exactly. Uh, now, of course, before we get started, we got to tell you that we are brought to you by our friends over at Ash Kickers Brisket and Bourbon on Ekamai Soy 12. They got some interesting stuff going on right now. All you can eat wing Wednesdays, winging it Wednesdays, 349 baht gets you uh, on all you can eat wings, and their wings are dope. I I think that they smell good. They're smoked. I don't eat them. I know Woody eats the chicken. He oh, loves it. anything that runs and walks. Woody will eat it. <laughs> Watch out, ladies. Watch out, guys. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but, you know, really good, good good deal over there. Winging it Wednesdays. Go check them out. Ekamai Soy 12. And they've got oysters now on the menu on the weekends. Wow. So, you want a little salty brininess? They're actually getting them flown in fresh from Ireland. Irish oysters fresh at Ash Kickers, and they're in limited supply, so make sure you go on like a Friday, Saturday, you have a much better chance of getting them, but man, they look good, I was there the other day when they popped in, they got the delivery, fresh off the plane, man, fresh off the plane, live, beautiful oysters, they're shucking them right there for you, have that with a little bit of brisket, maybe a beef rib, some chicken, I don't know, check it out, but really good stuff, Ekamai Soy 12. We've got a great show in store for you guys today. We're talking about this story that happened earlier this year, and it's kind of a funny one. It was a guy, an, I think American or Canadian guy with his Thai girlfriend. Uh, they're both Bitcoin enthusiasts, and they tried to set up their own little micronation in international waters off the coast of Phuket. What, do you remember this story? I remember it. Uh, I mean... The first thing that popped into my mind, I wasn't reading the headlines, but I was looking at the feet of engineering. It was this kind of cylindrical piece of uh, of boat. It was like a round little yeah. house. Yeah. I was like, what's happening? And uh, Dana, tell me the details, man. So they built this, or they, they worked with a company to build this little sea house that they could set up, quote unquote, in international waters. Now uh -huh. the Thai... Well, we'll get to the story with the Thai military, but if they were in international waters, it's kind of disputed at this point. I, I don't know from what they claim they were, the Thai government claims they weren't. Regardless, they were still in Thailand's uh, exclusive fishing zone. So I, I believe that gives Thailand the right to enforce whatever regulations there with the Navy. But So it's like this little off-the-grid house. Their idea is that they want people to live at sea in these little self-regulated micronations. Okay. Outside the jurisdiction of a government. Uh -huh. So they built this place. They had solar power. Um, I don't know how they were dealing with uh, waste, but they were taking a boat back and forth. They had their own little like little speedboat or whatever, or little like uh, motorboat. To go between mainland Phuket and their little uh, seasteading place. So this seasteading place is not a boat. It's actually a structure. Yes. Okay, now they're going to get their ass listed. So th they, somehow, <laughs> they somehow built like a foundation for it in, oh. in the water. And they, they were built, it was built up above the shoreline. Now, I, 
Now, here's the thing. Like, internal, interior Phuket, uh-huh. right, between Phuket and the mainland is quite calm. Right? You can take, like, those long-tail boats out there, mm-hmm. right? There's not a lot of surf. You go out into the Andaman, though, from Phuket, that's rough. That gets rough real quick. Yeah. So, I can't imagine it was comfortable living out there. Remember the tsunami? Yeah. yeah I remember that? Mm-hmm. That's the Andaman. I think they were far enough out that the tsunami probably would have happened. They, uh, they might have been like, oh, a, a little bit of wave hit the mm-hmm. bottom of the boat. But they were deep enough out that it shouldn't have been an issue, but... One of the other things that I thought was interesting, when they had pictures of the uh, sea house, when the Navy was boarding it, it was, like, it was like really makeshift on the foundation. Like, they had, like, boards leveling it out and stuff. Like, it looked like something you build in the backyard as a kid. Well, you know what? I guess that he may be a genius in Bitcoin, but, man, it doesn't look like he's a genius in marine architecture and engineering, right? Yeah, no, it was, and, again, like, it's got to be uncomfortable to live out there on solar because you can't run an aircon, right? Imagine. Oh. Oh, yeah. Right? It still gets hot out on the ocean. You get a breeze. I'm sure it's nice, but it's not going to be super great. Yeah, you, you know what? I can confirm that. I, I worked on oh, the rig. Oh, you lived on the rig, yeah. Yeah, and on on really hot days, I mean... It gets brutal, right? Oh, Dana, just imagine the vast sea staying still like a mirror. I mean, there are some days that there was no wind, and the the sea just reflected the sky. And it's hot was, as a motherfucker. Yeah, it's true. So let me. Ask, so you lived on the rig for thirty days at a time. Is that yeah, right? That's correct. So thirty days at a time, you were living not on the rig, but on a barge, right? On a barge, on a drill ship, or on a Living quarters, the LC, yeah. So the living quarters are on a barge, right? It's not a barge. It's a structure. Okay, it's a yeah. structure. Would you want to live there permanently? Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> are you kidding me? How many miles out into the Gulf were you? I don't remember, but... You worked in the Gulf or the Andaman? The Gulf of Thailand. Okay. I don't know how far it was or from, from land, but... I could tell you by estimates, by shopper ride, about 45 minutes. So, so, yeah. the, so more than 12 miles. Gotta be. So the Gulf is calmer than the Andaman, right? Yes. One of the most stable and most calm seas in the world. And it still gets rough. From time to time. In the Gulf. Season. Yeah. So imagine, like, in, I'm sure when you were living on the barge and it gets rough, I remember you telling me times that you couldn't even take the crane between the, between the uh, rig and the housing. Oh, yeah. Safety procedures, you know. You need um, to get the basket, which is like a, a big... Not not basket, a literal basket, but we call it because it's a device where you put the crew people and you grab onto it, yeah. uh, lifting it uh, by the crane from the barge or from the crew boat to the platform. So, I mean, so just imagine like living on in your platform that you lived on. All the crew lived there, so it had to be huge, right? Yeah. So much more stable when it's big. Yeah. Now imagine you have a little like <sighs> twenty square meter, not even twenty square meter house for two people floating in the middle of the sea can't be comfortable well this is what happens when you know the unimaginable happens so i i imagine it it was an adventure for them it was probably really cool but you've lived out on the the open ocean so not something you want to do long term oh absolutely now what happened was the thai government found out that this was out there because these guys were like posting on instagram you know him and his girlfriend they're both crypto enthusiasts mm-hmm. They were posting on Instagram, doing whatever. And so the Thai government was like, well, we got to go check this out. They sent like a warship oh, from yeah. the Thai Navy, like a destroyer, uh-huh. out to, to investigate. And so they knew this was coming, and they just bounced. They took off. 
What? No, nowhere to be found. So the guy and his girlfriend are gone. The Thai Navy shows up and they're like, this is, in, the Navy claims it was inside their waters. So it was like right on the cusp. Oh, okay. These guys claim that it was just outside their waters and the Navy claims it was just inside their waters. Now, to me, I'm thinking even if it's just outside, like you're like a, a meter outside the, was it 12 or 14 mile nautical limit? You're still in the Thai fishing zone is what I read. Mm-hmm. So Thailand controls an exclusive fishing zone around its borders that they have the right to enforce, which goes much further than their 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 water. Mm-hmm. So you're still in that. So you're still subject to that. And I'm sure the that they're not disposing of waste properly and they're throwing stuff overboard. Because I remember reading something on one of their Instagram posts where they said the fish were enjoying all the stuff that... Uh, pours out of the uh pours out of the structure yeah so like are they, are they saying that the fish are eating their shit i don't know well it happens man <laughs> so <laughs> plastic and you know those, those dangerous animals. i think they were trying to live plastic free okay so they, they were trying to be sustainable and i think they were trying to grow vegetables but they were they were bringing stuff out at the time wow a role model okay they're, they're trying i mean they, they were trying to do some things right and I think that there's benefit to that. So, But anyway, the Thai Navy shows up. They, they've split. They're gone. The guy's a foreigner. I forget if he's American or Canadian. And the girl is Thai. Yeah. Now, they issue an arrest warrant for these two. And they, I believe that he was going online saying they were trying to charge his girlfriend with treason. What? Yeah. Well, like a threat to national security? Yes. It's just like a what? Let me guess. It must be like a stop house for narcotics, like the cartels so, through the Caribbean or something, right? So they, they were saying that their seasteading challenged the sovereignty of the kingdom. Oh, and it got like ballistic missiles and aiming at the kingdom of Thailand. Who knows? Who oh knows? Yo, so they go Hollywood, that's what. They go into hiding. <laughs> oh. I believe the dude makes it out of the country, but his girlfriend couldn't, so he was trying to get her asylum somewhere. What? Wait, how the hell? So, he, how did he get out of the country? I don't know. Well, they're in southern Thailand, so maybe he just walked over the border. And how about her? She couldn't do it. Like, she does, I don't know if she didn't have a passport or what, but he was supposed Wait to... Wait a minute. What happened about true love? You're supposed to stand and stick to the end, you know? <laughs> right? Like, man, save your skinny ass and <laughs> leave the girl behind. Oh, and way to go, man. <laughs> yeah, those, crypt, those crypto weirdos, man. Oh, you know how God. they are. Man, when it comes to money, man, love goes out the window. No, well, he was he was trying to get her set up with an embassy. I remember seeing his posts. Oh, okay. So he's trying to get her asylum with an embassy in Thailand, right? Because uh-huh. she's facing treason. I I doubt that treason would stick. Man, Dana, in this country, if you're charged with treason, that is punishable by law. I don't even know that she was really charged with treason. They just they had issued arrest warrants. Okay. Now. Again, yeah, any country treason is you could go, you could get death. I know, right? But I mean, like, I I can't see the Thai military being like, oh yeah, you committed treason because you had a floating house. Yeah. Now, if they were doing something that we don't know about, like they were trafficking drugs uh-huh. or whatever, <laughs> or even if they they weren't, as far as I know, they did not issue like they weren't trying to make a micro nation, like a real nation outside Thai borders. So, they weren't threatening the sovereignty of the country. It's kind of complicated, but at the same time, I mean, if you put, if you put a a structure twelve miles off the coast of the U.S., maybe inside, maybe outside, the I mean, I believe the U.S. Navy would go out there and probably laugh at you mm-hmm. and be like, "Good luck, uh, don't call our Coast Guard when uh, when your ship flips over." But 
do you remember uh, the country called Sealand off the coast of England? Oh, yeah. It's an old missile silo. I read a story that when he first opened that up, the police rolled out, uh, the, the Navy rolled out, and they started shooting like an old muzzle loader at the Navy ship. And the Navy <laughs> was like, what? Fuck this. We're gone. And then they rolled out, and now Sealand's its own thing. Is it a luxury hotel or something? No, like it used to be like a data storage center. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, they had a coup and everything. I mean, like, Whoa. yeah, it's strange. But now, it, I don't know what they do now, but you can, like, buy a knighthood from the kingdom of Sealand. Yeah, that is, like, insane. So, like, this guy, anyway, this crypto dude was all into this idea of seasteading, like, living outside the confines of a government. Mm-hmm. Interesting idea. He obviously just picked the wrong country to do it in. Yeah, because, like, at first, Dana, I was like, okay, so what was so strange about having uh, a structure at sea, right? Now I get you. Because when we, we talked about this, right, I, I didn't get this until I stumbled upon a neuron in my head. Because I do believe that uh, there are places around the world, in the U.S., in Europe, or in Japan, that uh, if you ever seen those bubble domes on, uh, underneath the sea yeah. for research, there's nothing strange about it, right? But... Yeah, having a makeshift floating structure at sea and... Just on the edge of sovereign water. It looks really sketchy, ain't it? I mean, it'd be a great place <laughs> to traffic drugs in, right? Yeah, how about Maldives? Or, or Malaysia or something? Well, you know, not Maldives. Yeah, Maldives wants to build, like, uh, oil rig structures to move their population yeah, yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got, like, blue seas, too, because the Adamant and Phuket well, is on the Adamant, right? Maldives and... are going away. They'll be gone in, like, 20 years. It's a what an island nation found on dead reefs. Right? Yeah, and it's sinking. Sinking. Well, the sea level's rising. Well, yeah, got to beat that. So, I, I, one of their plans is to build like a. Well, one of their previous plans was to build re, uh, rigs, oil rigs, to move the populations onto. No, they need to fundraise. So, go fund me. Yeah, so, at Maldives. Supposedly, it's, <laughs> supposedly it was going to be like a hundred trillion dollar project. Oh God! And they don't have the money for it. Well, that's why I got an IMF, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's why, that, well, that's why they're trying to do all that tourism now. Yeah. Now, I think the, so with the thing with Thailand, this crypto guy, yeah. right, he, he's going into hiding, whatever, and, and kind of news sort of dropped off. There hasn't been much about him. I tried to find, like, a, a conclusion to the story. Mm-hmm. I haven't been able to find anything, at least not in English news. Yeah. Now, I'm going to try to reach out and see if I can get in touch with someone and, and get conclusions. We haven't found anything yet. We're, we're finally back recording three weeks out. Yeah. Four weeks. Four, almost a month oh, gone. Almost a month gone. I moved in here. We had to build the studio space. Running, running away from the law, too. Yeah, man. running away. <laughs> yeah, you guys saw the photo on Facebook we posted. Woody, yeah. Woody was in prison, and I was in a black site getting yeah. uh, waterboarded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, it was horrible, but we learned our lesson. <laughs> yes, yes, we did. Yes, we did. Wink, wink, nudge, but nudge. But anyway, um, to all the fans, um, this is how we roll. Dana is the guy who looks for like the, the English version news of anything yeah. that is current and strange to the world. I, on the other side, will also open my eyes to look at the news that is strange, but it's in Thai. But, but every day, what do you find some crazy shit in Thai? Uh, it's, it's shocking about <laughs> the, the strange things that, you know what, if you keep on with this channel, there'll be a lot of things installed for you. I mean, shit hits the fan on a daily basis. There, there's so much stuff that goes down in Thai <laughs> news. Like, Woody will send me shit, and I'll be like, oh my god. god. And then the next day, it's like something completely different. Like, oh my god. I'll ask Dana, hey, doesn't this shit happen in the United States? Fuck no! <laughs> <laughs> 
really? I mean, it has been so strange that it has been the standard of the cultural norm now. Yeah. <laughs> no, what what I love is like some of like the the crazy like uh like the the fight separated the Muay Thai fight on the uh the staging. Hey man, it's in the DNA, man. That's how you like climb up walls and do a siege. Yeah. Like, hey, it's normal. Don't you guys do that in the US? <laughs> I, I thought I thought it was a street fight. You're like, no, dude, there was someone commentating that fight. I know I <laughs> And like, yeah, it's the same thing. Just imagine you're like back in Cleveland, like you climb up some stump, uh, the second store and start punching, punching the each window. Other. Same, same. <laughs> so win by knockout or death? <laughs> yeah, most, if someone falls off the second story, oh yeah, you know, you found the verdict. You, you should go higher because you could survive a second story fall. Like you gotta go to like six or seven where the, the probability of being saved is really low. Unless you fall with your neck first. Yeah, then but even two stories crack. though, I mean, if you're unconscious, right, you kind of would hit and sort of just like limp out and fall. Oh. <laughs> it's when you're conscious when you fall, then you're like, ah, oh, it's crack. Yeah. That could work out too, yeah. So, you know, one of the things like the crypto thing, the crypto aspect of this story, going back to our, our topic here, mm -hmm. is interesting because Thailand was like the hub of crypto in planning, Southeast Asia. So that it was, they were trying to be, yeah. and they were for a while. Everyone who was going to do an ICO was here. That's why you have like... Every like right now, I feel like everyone who I know in Thailand is like a crypto expert, oh. and most of them don't know shit about crypto. They're like, "Oh, I I buy and sell altcoin, and you know, I I do Bitcoin, and most of them just know some buzzwords." And mm -hmm. it's unfortunate because blockchain itself is a super interesting technology. Yeah, uh, cryptocurrency not so much to me, but blockchain distributed ledger is really interesting. Most of the people cannot articulate real issues about distributed ledger well you know what when you say that when you meet a lot of people who aka quote claim they are the bitcoin experts i think bitcoin in their mind equals to get rich quick scheme you know yeah, it reminds <laughs> me a lot crypto reminds me a lot of the dot-com boom in the 90s exactly. in the u.s which i which i came through that's what that was my come up in the startup world quick Get rich quick scheme. Right yeah, there. I, I was I was a millionaire like overnight, and then oh, I wasn't. God. Like the very next night, I wasn't. Oh, the, the hobo picture you showed me, right, with the drum barrel and, and palace. Oh, oh man, that that was a hurt. That was bite your ass like a bitch. Yeah, it, yeah. A lot of people had that same story, man. A lot of people I came know. up in the '90s, and uh, you your companies had crazy valuations, and then it was gone. Speculation. Overnight. You know what? Since you bought that up, I think, um, to be honest, I do not think that the Thai government actually knows or anyone has an expert on the government side about cryptocurrency. And they, when, They've got some very smart people yeah. at the Bank of Thailand. But that, we're talking at the top rank. Yeah. That is why they probably fear that this structure may be as uh, a waypoint to siphon money or something on Bitcoin. So that I, they don't know. I don't know. It's funny because I, I know people who are really in the crypto scene. Uh -huh. and it's funny because I know people who are in the scene. And they know a lot about crypto, but they know what they don't know. And they'll be like, oh, I, I don't know that. Or, like, I'm really interested. I want to find out more. Those are the people I trust. At least you're honest. Yeah. yeah. But then, like, I know people. There's, like, I was talking to a guy online the other day. He's, like, a, a teacher at, like, an international school. But Whoa. he's also the CEO of a cryptocurrency company. Man, that's a scam. <laughs> I'm like, dude, come on. You know, it's like, no it's names mentioned here. It's almost as bad as the Thai Forex trading right now. Oh, uh -huh. exactly. Forex right. 3D or something. Yeah, Forex yeah. 3D. 20, Ooh, that, 20 billion baht? That is hot right now. Yeah, that, that's oh our, that, maybe that should be our next episode. Yeah. But 
And I know that like the deep inside. I'm going to send you the link and okay. let let the the girlfriend translate to you, all right? So you know, I think it's like uh, the, the crypto aspect of this, it's funny. I mean, I know that the guy involved here made his money off Bitcoin. He was an early investor in Bitcoin. He was a hustler too. Yeah, but I mean, you know, people who a lot of people got really lucky with Bitcoin. A lot of people, a lot of people got lucky because they bought it or they mined it, thinking mm-hmm. it was interesting. I have friends who mined Bitcoin early on because they're like, oh, this is really cool. I want to learn how to do it. And they mined a couple hundred Bitcoins and now they're millionaires. You know, but those were just guys, they were playing with the technology. And then when Bitcoin was on the come up, there were people who were like, oh, I'm going to buy it and just speculate on the, the value. They got lucky. Oh, my goodness. And that then, is like another Ponzi scheme right there. It, I mean, it's nothing. It's, it's basically, <laughs> it, it's it's this non-tangible thing. But oh. then this guy on the, the boat side, he took that money. He was like, I want to explore. I want to use this money to explore living at sea, seasteading, uh-huh. and see if it's viable. So he could... So does that this structure have internet access, like internet satellite or something? I believe they must have because they were posting to IG unless they were taking that boat in on the now, daily. Now it makes sense why the Navy found it as a threat. Well, because it, it had internet access? It's sketchy, man. I mean, as a waypoint to siphon money out of the country or something? I mean, I don't know about money. I mean, maybe they were trying to do like a crypto ICO there or yeah. something. But, you know, at the same time, it's like you look at... When I look at it, and I think, like, yeah, they're doing something really interesting, uh-huh. and he's doing cool things with the money. That's cool. Oh. Spending your money to, like, explore this concept. Oh. I think that's cool. He's a venture capital, too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, he wasn't. I think he was listing himself as an investor in uh-huh. something, and I think he invested in that actual company that built the uh, structure. But to me, the, the strange thing or the interesting thing is that he's taking all of this, and he, he's putting it in a place that he can do something with the money. And mm-hmm. that, that's cool. The The downside is I probably would have gone a bit further outside or I would have checked with the government first, at least to cover your own ass. Or go to the Bahamas or something. Not, well, you I know, mean, like that's well, an extradition laws yeah. and stuff like that. What I would have done is I would have just sent a request to the Thai government or I would have hooked up with like a university in the South mm-hmm. in Southern Thailand and been like, hey, I've got this technology. I've got these ideas. I'd like to try this. And I, I would like to see if it's okay and just ask permission. Oh, yeah. And be like, look, I'm going to be outside Thai international water, but I just want to make sure everyone's cool because I don't want a warship to come and try to blow me up. And I don't want to go to jail for the rest of my life. Oh. I mean, I think there were other steps he could have taken to make it more interesting. <laughs> but, like, only in Thailand do you see something like this. Well, you know what? Um, since you brought that up, there's something really strange about uh, country, uh, this country is that... When it comes to national property, as in sea, land, mountains, or mm. national parks or things like that, when things heat up, it gets enforced strictly, right? It's not like in the U.S., like, there's my plot of land, and uh, I've been living here for generations, and had my cattle ranch there and farm there, and, you know, the state will leave you alone for for a bit, I think. Yeah. But, but here, my goodness, they will make a show out of it. Yeah, they will. And that's what happens. Interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. No, I, I like it. I really enjoy the 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 show of it, the the uh, the spectacle. Mm-hmm. Right, it's what's fun. a fiasco is hilarious and confusing, and what the hell's going on? You know, and, Th- and Phuket is one of these like Thailand 4.0 digital cities. So like, <laughs> honestly, if you just approached someone and was like, "Hey, I want to try this out," they yeah. probably would have been like, "Yeah, go for it." You have, you know what? Because he thought that you know things they should have got away back home and applied here in this country 
It doesn't work Same like that. Same the U.S., motherfucker. It's not, it doesn't work like that. It does not. Yeah. You know, but it's funny. Be, when you look at, there's still people who live on the Chao Praia on little boats. And then there's all those communities that live on the, uh, on the edge of the Chao Praia illegally. But you know what? When you, when you brought that up, another topic for Bangkok Strange is that these boat people have been living on the Chao Praia River for forever. Since before Bangkok. Yeah, I mean, since the dawn of time or I don't know. But I think they, by law, they've been living there uh, illegally. But because of the history behind it, yeah. the culture of this country is that we're very lenient and very merciful mm. right, and compassionate. And like sometimes they, they they don't make a lot of money, and I guess the the arm of the law just ignored it, you know. And that, I won't reach for these people. I mean, they're small fish. Yeah. Now I'm so I understand there's a safety issue for the people who live on those stilt houses on the edge of the Chow Praia. That's yeah. a safety issue. Oh man, when it floods, it disappears all the time. But the boat people, the people who live on the boat. I mean, I think that's kind of cool, personally. This is not Amsterdam, Dana. I mean, you should see like no, the, no, the con- conditions. Oh, just... no, no. I've, I've, <laughs> I've been I've been out on the Chow Praia. I've yeah. seen like I've seen the boats. I, I don't think it's great living conditions. Would I do it? No. Do I think it's cool that they live that life and that they, they live off the river and everything? Yeah. A lot of them are scavengers. They yeah. scavenge off the bottom of the river. Marsh people. Yeah. Yeah. So is it cool? Yes. Would I do it? No. no. Right? Is it different than building a little structure and dragging out 12 miles off the coast of Phuket? Absolutely. You know, that's actually a good topic. Maybe we should contact Nat Geo to make a scoop dive about the life of the Barsh people in the Japria River. Like, hang out with them for a day or a week or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, it would be cool. Woody, you can be the one to dive into the water oh, with man, them. This, I'm afraid of that, that river nasty. water. <laughs> you know there's a bunch of shit flowing oh, in that nasty. water. But yeah. with that, I think uh, we, we've kind of come to the conclusion on this episode, this topic. I'll try to find a... Uh, a conclusion or maybe i can try to reach out to yeah. that guy himself and actually talk to him strange, about right? what happened yeah, yeah. and find out but maybe we might get a supplement with that coming up soon mm-hmm. all right and so until next time guys we are dana and woody from bangkok strange and don't forget to check out our sponsor the good people over at ash kickers brisket and bourbon ekamai soy sip song 12 12 yep. <laughs> uh great place great bourbon and uh, actually you know, they, they've got some nice cocktails going on now. They're doing something called a uh, Bloody Marley, Ooh. which is a Bloody Mary with a smoked chicken wing and smoked homemade bacon. A derivative of, uh, of Mary. Yes. Original content. Yeah. Original recipe. Original. All right. All right, guys. Until next time. Over now. out.